everyone and welcome to this brand new episode of People Matters podcast on talent in times of crisis wherein we bring to you interesting discussions on how the COVID-19 outbreak is redefining the way we work and has definitely given way to new ways of working. In today's episode we will be talking about employee experience during times of crisis and we have none other than Jacob Morgan the best selling author futurist and the founder of futureofworkuniversity.com with us. Jacob is also a highly sought after keynote speaker and speaks at conferences and events around the world on the future of work and employee experience. Hi Jacob, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure, thanks for having me. Great, thank you so much. So Jacob, the world is facing unprecedented times and never had we imagined that entire countries would have to go under lockdown to fight the deadly battle with the COVID-19 pandemic. While organizations are doing quite a lot when it comes to creating an ideal employee experience, It is actually when a crisis like this strikes that the true picture comes out. And the recent COVID-19 outbreak has shaken the very foundation of how organizations work till now. And this time in fact is now become a solid ground for organizations to ensure they create an ideal employee experience to ensure connectedness, communication and efficiency. So my first question to you Jacob would be in this time of crisis, do people matter more than ever? Oh, I think you already know the answer to that question. I think everybody listening <laughs> already knows the answer to that question. Uh which is of course, yes. In fact, one of the things that I'm personally fascinated by is that if you notice over the past few weeks and months ever since um this this virus has been a pandemic all over the world, there's been very little conversation of AI and automation and replacing jobs, you know, that that whole conversation kind of disappeared. and it's been replaced with a conversation around the importance of being human the importance of taking care of your people it's been replaced with stories of CEOs who commit to not laying off their employees and it's been replaced with just a very very different narrative that puts people at the center of what's happening instead of focusing on technology and automation and all these other things that that we're used to so it really just goes to show that business is still fundamentally about people it's about relationships it's about taking care of each other it's about leadership uh, these are the things that matter far more than anything else uh, in a pandemic when things are going fine when there's tragedies i think just in general people still matter more than anything and they will continue to matter more than anything for the foreseeable future absolutely agree with you humanity stands tall and i think the examples that we're seeing around the world are actually proving this in more ways than one Thanks for sharing that Jacob awesome thought. So in the wake of the COVID-19 crisis why has employee experience become a top priority for business leaders? Well, part of it is uh, kind of what we mentioned it's because people matter now more than ever before. And you know what hap- what we're starting to see so in my book I talk about this concept of moments that matter or moments of impact. And these are basically moments that matter in the lives of your employees and these can be work related moments or non work related moments such as when you get a first promotion when you have your first kid when you buy your first house and certainly dealing with some sort of a pandemic or a tragedy like this is a big moment that matters and it's how your organization responds during this kind of a moment that is really going to decide um and shape the experience for your people whether you are the type of organization or the type of leader who says, "Ah, you know what? Things aren't going well. Let's just fire people. Let's just get rid of them. We got to make our numbers look good." Or whether you're the type of a leader or an organization like, uh, you know, the CEO of Visa said that he pledges and commits to not having any layoffs due to COVID-19 in 2020. 
um, you know, standing beside beside his people, creating that experience for them, so that the people who work there know that they're be, being taken care of, that uh, the organization, that the CEO has their back. And so, I think how leaders, how organizations respond during these tough times, is going to be a huge factor in shaping the experience of the people who work there. This is a great time to create trust, a psychological safety, loyalty, to show that you care and you're putting people first. Uh, but if you're not, and you're simply, you know, thinking of how can you make your numbers look good, how can you make sure that your top executives are still getting their salaries, then when this is over, you can bet that the first thing that's going to happen is a lot of the people at your company are going to look for jobs elsewhere because they know that they, you know, there's no loyalty. You don't care about them. You're not going to put them first. Uh, it'll even hurt the customer experience because what we're starting to see now is a lot of. Uh, customers are stepping forward, and they are wanting to support businesses who are taking care of their people, who are doing the right thing, who are being ethical, who are being moral. So this is a fantastic time for organizations around the world to shine, even if it means that they need to take a short, short-term or temporary hit to their numbers. Uh, even if it means that executives need to take a hit to their salaries. So it, it really, uh, I think, is a is a test, a true test, that's going to show what kind of leaders your organization has and what kind of an organization you're a part of. Yes, thank you so much for sharing that. I absolutely agree with you. I think leaders set the tone for the entire company. Employees, when you build trust with the employees, they will stay with you, and it eventually impacts productivity too. Thanks on that. So, Jacob, what are some of the best practices that companies can embrace in uncertain times like this? Well. Probably the number one thing that you can do is uh, make decisions with your people, not for them. Uh, you know, this is something that probably no leader has had to deal with before. And traditionally, when leaders get faced with problems or situations, they try to look at what has worked in the past. They look at their experience. They look at what they've done in similar situations, and they oftentimes try to replicate it. And you know, they they are supposed to come up with all the answers and the solutions. In times like, and by the way, that I don't even think that's a good approach. But especially in times like this, when we are uh, dealing with something that we have not experienced, I think now is the most crucial time for leaders to embrace vulnerability and humility, and to say, you know what, we don't know what the best solution is. Why don't we talk about it? Why don't we bring in our employees and, and get feedback and get suggestions and collect ideas and just be open and transparent with anybody, with everybody, and. Ask what what suggestions they have. You know, maybe they can help us come up with solutions that will um, help make sure that everybody can be taken care of. And I think that's probably the number one thing that organizations can do is to admit that they don't have all the answers. Uh, you know, leaders need to admit that they don't have all the answers. Admit that they are also you know dealing with these things and be human. You know, don't just focus purely on. On the numbers, uh, ask how your employees are doing. Uh, be be a human being first, and then uh, be a uh, a leader of an organization. I think second, but first, I think you need to be a good human being and show that you care about your people. And I think the business priorities and talking about business and focusing on the organization should definitely come second, especially during times like this when uh, people are losing their lives, when people are scared, they can't leave their homes. It's very difficult for them to get work done because they're, you know, they're stuck at home with their families, their kids. It's it's a very tough time, 
And so in these types of difficult situations, what we need more are good human beings who are going to take care of us, not people who are just going to jump on conference calls and say, hey, how's that project going? Uh, how are your numbers going? Did you close that deal? So be that human being first and make the decisions with your people, not for them. That's such a beautiful thought, Jacob. I think leaders who will do this will be the ones who will be remembered for a lifetime. It's all. It's I hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. I really, really do hope so. I hope a lot of leaders listen to this today. Thank you so much. So my, yes. So my next question to you would be: uh, How do you think employers can leverage the next-gen technologies to fuel differentiated employee experiences, especially in times like this when everyone's working remotely? Well, when you say next-gen technologies, I suppose there are a couple of things um, that we can talk about. One is something that's not maybe especially relevant to what we're talking about now with this pandemic, and that's looking at things like artificial intelligence and technology to create personalized experiences, which you know is somewhat happening now, but probably what's most relevant and applicable now is leveraging technologies that allow employees to stay communicate uh, to, to communicate with each other to collaborate and to be able to get work done and what's really interesting is that as a result of this pandemic a lot of organizations have had to fast forward their digital transformation efforts by 10 to 20 years now all of a sudden they're being forced to reevaluate their policies their procedures their leadership style for leading teams they can't see for technologies and tools that they're using and from that regard, it's been fascinating to see so many companies all of a sudden say, hey, you know what? We don't actually have any of this in place. We have no training for our leaders on how to lead teams, on how to practice emotional intelligence, on how to create belonging and meaning uh, when teams are virtual. We have no training on how to be productive and effective when you're working from home. We don't have the right tools to allow employees to still get work done. You know, project tools, task management tools, uh, real-time collaboration or video conferencing tools. In fact, what we're seeing with the Zoom is a classic example. So many organizations just immediately said, oh yeah, we've heard of Zoom, let's everybody go to Zoom. And now with all their privacy and security issues, uh, now a lot of organizations and schools are, are banning using Zoom and then, you know, the company is going through a lot of, a lot of tough times. Um, so it just really goes to show that organizations were not prepared for this and are now really having to scramble and do what they would normally do over several years in a couple of weeks or in a couple of months. So from that regard, I think it's a, it's a good thing that it's forcing organizations to change quickly. And it's really, I think, forcing organizations to reevaluate their traditional ways of working, their business practices, their leadership styles, because this is something that a lot of people are not used to. I know a lot of employees, for example, who worked in companies for 10, 20, 30 years who have never had the opportunity to work from home. And now all of a sudden, that's all they're doing. And they have so many questions around how do we stay connected? Uh, does my company have any training on how to be effective or productive at home? Uh, do they have any suggestions for how to build a good relationship with my leader even though I can't see them? You know, how do I ask for feedback in a virtual way? Like all these things that we're used to doing when we see another human being, we now are trying to figure out is, is, is there a way to do this? What, you know, what's the best way to do this? Performance management is another good example. How as a leader can you still inspire and engage and motivate your people? How do you lead a remote conference? Uh, you know, when you're not standing in front of your, your team. 
these seem like very simple and basic things, but for somebody who's not used to doing them, this is a huge challenge. And a lot of organizations, I think, are trying to figure out the best way to do this. But the really cool thing to see is that, you know, business hasn't stopped. Uh, work is still getting done. Deals are still being closed. HR teams are still uh, doing, you know, HR stuff. The companies are still hiring. Like, business hasn't stopped. It's just that we're not doing it from home. And that, to me, I think, has is, is been an interesting thing to see. Yes, absolutely agree. I think many of us didn't realize that it is possible to actually work from home on a long-term basis. And I think this is actually throwing some interesting challenges to us. But we are also learning on the way and how, how are we using tools is making it better for us now. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, and yeah. You know, when, when this is over and things get back to normal, and when I say normal, I mean like, you know, people are just back to their normal work routines. Uh, I don't think anybody's ever going to be able to use um, an excuse of like, oh, you can't work from home. We don't have a you know flexible work policy or program, or you know that's not going to work. Because everyone's going to be able to look back on this and say, what are you talking about? We worked from home for months, exactly. and everything was fine. So don't tell me that I can't work from home because clearly I can, and we've done. And um, so I think this will be a a great example, a great story, a great case study just from the business perspective on uh, you know, flexible and remote work. Yes. Do you think organizations will go back to the old ways of working and would they continue with this even when we are back after COVID-19? Uh, I think some things will definitely go back to, um, you know, old stuff uh, because that, that's just the nature of human beings. That's just the nature of business. We tend to do things that we're used to. We tend to do things that we already have policies and things in place for. So I think some aspects of business will go back to you know, the, the traditional, so to speak. But I also think that we're going to see new things. Uh, for example, this idea of remote and flexible work. Uh, I think this will also help change happen in other uh, areas of the business because it's going to really get people to just think about their workplace practices in general. Reevaluate their leadership styles. Reevaluate how they think about performance and talent management. Uh, Reevaluate how teams stay connected. Maybe this will even reevaluate where we recruit people from because we're going to realize that hey, we have we can have a very distributed and global team. People don't have to be near a headquarters. Um, you know, we can be anywhere in the world and still work together as a team. So I think this will really force organizations to ask. Uh, questions around things that they usually wouldn't ask questions around. And I'm hoping that some of those things will change. Uh, some of those aspects will change. Yes, absolutely agree with you. So that brings, back to, brings me back to the role of leaders in creating an, an ideal employee experience. It takes a while before one can switch the perspective of employees and help them look at a crisis as an opportunity. How can leaders guide their teams to accelerate this transition? So my, my new book that just came out uh, a few weeks ago is called uh, The Future Leader. And for that book, I interviewed 140 CEOs at companies around the world, and I surveyed 14,000 employees in partnership with LinkedIn. And one of the things that I looked at are, you know, what are the skills and mindsets that leaders of the future need to possess in order to be successful? And so, the, I mean, to answer your question around how do we um, help 
people transition through times of crisis, the, the, the visual that I use for leaders and the, the visual that I want to encourage everyone to think about, and this is the image that I use on the cover of the book, is an image of a lighthouse. And the way that you transition and help other people through times of crisis is you act like the lighthouse. You guide other people to uh, success and to safety. Uh, you know, the, the, the whole concept of a lighthouse is a lighthouse is supposed to help mariners and explorers reach their destination, but in a safe way so that they don't get crushed on the rocks or stuck in shallow waters. But at the same time, if there are no ships in the water, a lighthouse is useless because who's a lighthouse going to guide if there's no ships in the water? So the really important message here for leaders is to make this not just about you, but about other people. Um, so you might be thinking of how you're preparing, but you need to remember that your primary job as a lighthouse is to guide others. And this means um, getting to know them as human beings. This means practicing emotional intelligence. This means be and emotional intelligence, specifically empathy and self-awareness. This means being a good listener and a good communicator with your team. And this means believing that your job as a leader is to help make other people more successful than you. And so the, I think the very simple thing is all the leaders inside of their organizations need to just visualize and understand that they are lighthouses in their company. And their job is to constantly guide others to safety and to success. And if you have that visual in your mind, I think it'll really change the way that you think about your role and to think about what you do in your organization. Uh, it's also, I think, really important to be optimistic and positive. It, it doesn't mean that you need to be fake and say, ah, oh, you know, everything's going to be fine, don't worry about it. Like, I'm not talking about that. I just mean that you, um, you believe that things will be better than they are now and you can help guide your people to that uh, that sort of better vision but if you're a leader just running around freaked out and scared all the time and uh, you know that that doesn't help anybody so you as a leader need to be optimistic you need to be able to have that that positivity that you can bring to your team uh, you need to guide others you need to reassure them and you need to put their needs uh, before your own and you know during times like this it is scary and that's why I said the most important thing that you as a leader can do for now is to be a good human being and to ask your people how they're doing. And uh, that's, that's probably the, the best thing that we can do during these times. Absolutely. That's such a beautiful thought again. I think uh, if leaders are human beings first, that will cascade down to the entire organization and employees in, tr in turn will become more human and more, there'll be more trust and overall it will impact the business in the end. Yep. Great. Thanks so much for sharing that, Jacob. So uh, I would just like to end this podcast on a thought. In these certain uncertain times, organizations that can care for and preserve the progress of their employees will actually reap tremendous benefits. If organizations and leaders take care of their employees' experience that includes their safety, their progress and well-being, employees in turn will ensure that delivery the, they deliver the efficiency, productivity and impact that every organization needs to tide through this time. And yes, leaders will indeed play a very important role in doing so. So thank you so much, Jacob, once again, for sharing these insights with us. I'm sure these are much needed in times that we are living in currently. Yeah, I, I hope so. And, uh, you know, I, I encourage everybody to, to visualize that lighthouse component for themselves. Um, and, you know, when I talk about employee experience, like employee experience is three environments, which are culture, technology, and physical space. So um, remember to focus on all three of those. 
Uh, and can I can I mention one thing or, or plug one thing really quick? Yes, absolutely. Um, so, if if people are interested in uh, understanding if they are doing a good job of practicing the skills and mindsets that these 140 CEOs I interviewed identified as being crucial. Uh, I recently put up an assessment that anybody can take, and if you go to futureleadersurvey.com, that's futureleadersurvey.com, you can see um, the skills and mindsets that are there, and you can take the assessment that was put together from these 140 CEO interviews, and it'll give you a good sense of how ready and prepared you are to lead now and also uh, in the future. Um, and people are always more than welcome to contact me directly as well. I'm super easy to reach. Uh, my website is thefutureorganization.com and you know there's a contact form there. I always welcome people to reach out with questions or comments. Sure, thank you so much, Jacob. I'm sure this assessment is going to be very helpful in times like this when leaders want to actually see where they stand and assess themselves, you know, and benchmark themselves with other leaders. So that's a very great assessment, I must say. Thank you for sharing that with us. And sure. Yeah. So for everyone out there, we will be back soon with more such insightful conversations on our podcast. Do stay tuned and goodbye.